What an interesting affair in downtown Phoenix tonight. The Suns have now won their 49th game. They're most that they've won since the 2009-2010 season. Matthew, they've surpassed the 48-win team from the 2014 season, and they did so in dramatic fashion, beating the Portland Trailblazers by one point in a crazy, crazy game, man. Absolutely crazy. Um, No Aiden, but it doesn't matter. No excuse for the Suns tonight, dude. What a win. Uh, Booker, is this the 10th time he's won a game by hitting a free throw? <laughs> is that the way to do it, to get the foul called? <laughs> I'm telling you, man. What a I way mean, to win it, man. He he was not he was not hot tonight, and I did no. not think that running a play for him at the end was the right call. He got bailed <laughs> out by the refs, and he hit the free throws, yeah. something Dario could not, and they ultimately win this game. So uh, impressive win, much-needed win. You know, it's yeah. uh, I think that it's very it's poignant that we win this game because if we had lost, it would have been three in a row for the first time since games 14, 15, and 16, which dropped us to eight and eight on the season. We avoided that Suns win. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the Suns Jam Session podcast. I'm John. He's Matthew. You're Jamsters for joining us. Uh, let's get it. I- I'm just kind of in shock mode a little bit right now. I'm just yeah. like, I was expecting to lose this one. I was too. You know what? It's so weird because mostly this season, this kind of game, I've been like, you know what? We're just going to win it. I, that's how you feel. But now it's just kind of like, I don't know what to think because I just want the playoffs to start. And I think the Suns do too. And they're just trying to get through these games. That's basically, I think that's what's happening. Uh, to get through it with the win though was perfect. And you were talking about Booker taking the final shot. It's going to happen in the playoffs every Absolutely. game that it's going to happen. And his biggest fan is Chris Paul. So whether or not Chris Paul's hot, it's going to be Booker. It's his team. He's going to take the shot. Well, he earned the call. He hit the free throws. Suns win. So can't complain there. Uh, much needed win, as we mentioned, and plenty to talk about on this edition of the Suns Jam Session podcast. So if you are joining us on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, thank you. If you are on our YouTube channel, go ahead and hit the thumbs up button, hit the subscribe button, and you can become an elite jamster simply by clicking the join button or following the link in the, the description below. Uh, feel free to donate to the show via the super chat to help pay for my medical bills because I nearly had a heart attack watching this game tonight, Matthew. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, uh, subscribe, rate, and review if you're listening on the Bright Side of the Sun podcast network. Uh, if you're watching this game, not live with us, but afterwards on YouTube, we thank you as well. You are a true jamster. Uh, leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and we'll read it right here on the pod. You can email the show with any questions at sunsjamsession at gmail.com. You can follow the show at sunsjam on Instagram, Twitter, and the Phoenix Fans app. You can follow me on those all those locations at the same, at Darth Voida. You can follow Matthew. At Matthew, listen. All right. Well, let's pop him open, man. Let's pop him open. Well deserved. He's got, got a it. she's got a shot got there. Shot. And right, I've got this on. this Austin cocktails. I'm going with this ruby red vodka. I haven't tried this one out. All so right. Jamsters, we're gonna I gotta go over there and, and try some of those. I'm dude. telling you, I got a shit ton of these. I but, gotta uh, try them. We're trying some new stuff tonight. So cr- pop them if you got them. Pop those Invisaligns out if you have them. <laughs> Take your shot, Matthew. Whoop. Cheers. All right, we got a situation. I'm the sweetest bitch you'll ever meet. 
little different start there to the show with our DTF Dario Torium intro. <laughs> I was not prepared for that at all. What a way to start the show. Hopefully we don't get pulled and we make some money off this pod, but that was... <laughs> Yeah, we'll probably well get copyright infringed for Who that knows? one. But it was well worth it to see it at least once, right? Well, I, I, I figured awesome. I job, figured John. we should start with that because the news of the night was the fact that DeAndre Ayton had a sore knee and would not be playing this evening. And yeah. of course, that means there's no Ayton watch. Uh, and we'll definitely spend some time talking about Dario. But when you first heard that news, knowing that you were playing against uh, Nurkic and Enos Cantor, mm-hmm. who is an offensive rebounding machine and a guy we've had trouble with in our two previous victories over the Portland Trailblazers. Note, we've beat the, the Trailblazers three out of three times this year. So just keep that in your back of your mind okay. in case any playoff uh, situations. Uh, we got a situation here uh, playing the <laughs> playing the Portland Trailblazers. Situation. But, but what were you thinking when you heard that DeAndre Ayton would not be joining the Suns tonight? couple things you know my imagination starts to go and i think you know uh they're they're trying to get dario sarge back into the way he was playing before so either monty was like hey Aiden, you know you're not trying out there you look tired you're not gonna give it your all so we're gonna just have sarge go in there and play as many minutes as he can to see what he can do and the other thing i was thinking of i'm like i just want the playoffs to start dude Honestly, I, I think that this is what the team is waiting for, is the playoffs. We went hard at them last time, especially Aiden. We went at them, and it was well-deserved. But I think this team is just ready for the playoffs. So I think just to get through this this game, even if they would have lost, it's not a big deal. I think just getting into the playoffs, getting this these games over with, because they're so focused and ready. I think this team is as ready as they can be. There's nothing I think they can do in the next two games or even this game that would make or break them in the playoffs. So just to get through this, I was just like, you know what? It's fine. Get him some rest. It's okay. I'm not worried about the Blazers matchup. Mm -hmm. I don't think Nurkic is as hard to handle. I think Dario did a pretty decent job certain times during the game against him. So he's not a starting five, but with Aiton being out, absolutely. I was just excited to see what (laughs) when he heard Sarge was going to start to see what he could do. And it was pretty funny. It's always fun with Sarge. (laughs) I was, uh, I was intrigued. You know, I was like, okay, we are definitely going to be undersized in this matchup. And you're going against a very hot Portland team. They're a team that's won nine out of their last 10. And if you look at the advanced stats over the last 15 games, Portland is is over uh, that 15-game stretch first in offense in the league and 15 in defense and has uh, a net rating that's first overall in the league. Conversely, you have the Phoenix Suns who are fifth on offense, 29th on defense, and net 20. So we know over the last 15 games, the Suns have had challenges, uh, especially defensively. We just haven't been necessarily as engaged. But then as the game began, I, I saw that that intensity pick up. And again, that's why, you know, losing this game, it wouldn't have been devastating, obviously. It wouldn't have been the end of the world. It would have been troublesome, and it would have brought some questions to light. But I saw what I wanted to see in this game. I saw the Phoenix Suns have the ability to lock down, play defense, and, and they did the same thing in the last game as well. Uh, they just let it go in the last five minutes, and they almost did it again tonight. Uh, but knowing that Aiden wasn't going to be in there, I was kind of like, okay, you know what? Maybe he needs a rest game. Maybe he's, we're going to get a couple of these you know, under the moniker that, uh, yeah, it's a knee issue. And that's what Monty Williams said before the game. He's like, listen, in a presser, he's like, listen, once I know, I'm not telling you guys. Will that go viral? Like he almost had a joke with it because he, you know, he's he's probably just resting his guy, man. And yeah. real quick, shout out to everything horror in the uh, the super chat. He says, "I got playoff tickets. Let's Woo! go!" And let's he donated go. five bucks to the to the pod. So 
Thank you, everyone. Yeah, have fun, man, because we'll I'll be here. Oh no, we'll, we'll be at the bar. Never mind. We're gonna be yeah, at the bar buddy. hanging out we're with the be, jamsters there. Yes, sir. Free to come, just gotta buy yourself a beer. That's it. Yes, and buy, and buy me a, a, beer. A, a vodka shot. A vodka shot, <laughs> just six of them. That's all I need. Just six of them. That's all I need. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, so with Aiden being out, you know, the sword knee or whatever, it, it's fine. If you think of any of these players that might need the rest, you're like, oh, maybe Chris Paul, nah. He's not going to take a night off. I don't think he would ever want to. Booker doesn't. Mikkel Bridges look rejuvenated tonight. He does not need a rest. Aiden was the one guy where we're like, all right, maybe he needs a rest. Maybe he doesn't even play the next two games, which I'm fine with that because, you know, we've said it so many times, Aiden will only play up to the competition. So having them him in those games, the risk injury, I'm all for it to have him sit out with a sore knee. Yeah, and... And, and, you know, this is his first game he missed this season. So kudos to the big mm. fella for playing as much yeah. as he has. And that just leaves one man. There's one guy who's played in every game this season. Who is Who's that? Who is that? Ooh, is it Chris Paul? Oh, okay. Yes, Mikhail has played in every game. And let's transition to him, man. I mean, what a fucking performance mm-hmm. by Mikhail Bridges. And, you know, one of the things that I observed and I wrote down in my notes is the fact that when he didn't have DeAndre Ayton in there, he embraced almost the role of being the third scorer, the third option on offense. You know that Chris Paul slash Devin Booker goes Devin Booker, Chris Paul. And then if you look at points per game, it's DeAndre Ayton and Mikhail Bridges is number four on the team in overall scoring. And I think that knowing that DA wasn't going to be the, the in the game and the center position wasn't going to be the position that was going to hoard some of the points, he had the ability to just go, you know what? There's a few more shots out there for me. I'm the one who gets to make up those shots. You know, and granted, there was a joke before the game. It was like, uh, you know, it's like DeAndre Ayton's out. And somebody's like, oh, man, who's going to make up for his five shots in the game? Because uh, he just doesn't take very many. <laughs> it's true. It is. Yeah. It is. It's, it's yeah. actually quite comical. I mean, Dario Sarge ended with 12 attempts. Like, I wish uh, I wish uh, DeAndre Ayton would take 12 attempts a game. But Mikhail Bridges took nine shots, made six of them, ended with 21 points, 11 rebounds, two assists, one steal, and six for six from the free throw line. Mikhail Bridges had a monster game tonight, my friend. He did, and wide open spaces. Wide open spaces. Room to make your big mistake. <laughs> for him, right? It's not like, hey, stick in your corner, do a pump fake once in a while. That's not Mikel's game tonight. It was basically eating the big body in the middle was out of there. Not to say that he's a distraction in the way. I feel like Mikel... We haven't really talked about how he's been finding Aiton a lot lately mm-hmm. in, in the paint, just really setting him up for good passes. And that wasn't there, of course, with Aiton being out, but he looked like he was just free to roam wherever he wanted to go. Wherever I may roam. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. You, you, from you, Dixie Chicks to Metallica. Dude, only yeah. right here on the Sun's Champ it's Session everywhere. podcast. That shot is hitting me big time right now. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. If the cheeks get any redder, sound the alarm. I don't know what's going to happen. But um, I just honestly think he had more room to do what he wanted on the court. And it shows you how good he is and how you can rely on my on him as that third scorer because he's so efficient, right? He gets that from Booker. His his vision on the half court too is it's up a level, you know, and he gets to actually kind of find out tonight what he could do with the ball. Not very many assists, but he was able to run in and out of the paint, get to his spots wherever he wanted, shoot the three, go inside, do a lot. And it, a mm-hmm. lot of it, I think, was just because Aiden was out there and he just maybe wanted to try some stuff. So well, it was I just very feel, fun to watch. I feel like he just accepted the fact that he was going to be the third scorer tonight and he accomplished that goal. You know, uh, you had Chris Paul had 26 points and Mikhail had 21. Booker mm-hmm. finished with 18, you know, and two of those were at the end. But 
I really like to see Mikhail play this way, and it shows you what the future of this player is. If he continues to grow and continues to gain that confidence and continues to get shot opportunities, couple that with his defense, that's why Flex from Jersey, our buddy at the Coast to Coast pod, calls him a young Scotty Pippen because he plays with that length and he plays with that ability to hit the mid-range shot. To, I mean, every time he dunks, mm-hmm. it's just like it's so much fun to watch. Like on that it fast is. break where Cameron Payne hit him, it was just great because, I mean, he just it's effort. It's smooth aggression, man. It's so smooth. It's just whoop, boom. And it's just, yeah. you know, he, he's fun to watch. It's, it's great to see him continue to grow. And he had a tough matchup tonight. You know, he spent a lot of time on Dame Lillard. Dame Lillard went absolutely crazy tonight. Ended with a total of 41 points, 24 of those in the fourth quarter. I mean, it was Dame time. They, they scored yeah. 40 points in the fourth. That's the disappointing thing about tonight is it's back-to-back games in which the Suns gave up in a, a, way too many points in the fourth quarter of playoff-level type competition. But again, Dame Lillard scored 24 of those 40 points, man. He is just ridiculous, dude. He is, and it's scary. You know, if, if it's somehow rematching the playoffs, it is definitely scary to go up against that. They even had a chance at the end to get down there and uh, get the score. Do we have someone coming in? Yeah, I'm man. I, th- I, I, I You know what? We're gonna go live. Hold oh. on. Hold on, real quick. Let's Let me. This. Let's do. Uh, I have a. I have a drop for this. Okay. Jamsters react. Live, joining us live from Phoenix Suns oh. Arena. It's the Fanning the Flames guys. I see Paul there. What's going on? How was the game? Hey, fellas. Okay. Justin, Justin just ran out. He, he's chasing somebody down, it looks like. No drinking and driving, all right? He's going to, he's going to fight some blazers. What's up? What's oh, up? Really uh, it's super weird. No, that's that perfect. In a car. <laughs> Why are we sitting in a car? car? Oh, God. Can we just do this the rest of the podcast? Yes, this This is is fantastic. How are you guys doing? How was the game? Oh, what's up, boys? It was fantastic. Holy shit, what a game. First of all, hey, can I just say, for the record, Tyler Ford is horrific at his job. He is, oh, my God. (laughs) I've tried to change my ways. Oh, oh, come on, man. But I might drop some Fannies around children tonight because of Tyler Ford. That's not my fault. Yeah. That's his fault. Okay, I <laughs> forgot how much they love the referees, so <laughs> I didn't so, know the name. So, question: You guys were there earlier in the season when the Suns blew out the Blazers by thirty-two points. Obviously, there was less fans in the arena at the time. How did it feel being uh, at the arena tonight when there's a lot more uh, fans, and a lot more intensity, and a lot more of a playoff atmosphere? What was it like? You know, it was great. It it was it was it was awesome. The 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 crowd was rocking. It was the biggest crowd they've had this season. Yeah, um, like ten thousand. Yeah, yeah, that's what we were. So Jeez. before the game, we hung out with we hung out with Bloomer for a little bit. And he was telling us, yeah, this is the biggest crowd they've had this year. And the crowd was awesome. Uh, it was loud at the end of the game. I, I'm sure you guys heard Book getting serenaded with MVP chants. Yes, it was it was phenomenal, yeah. man. Um, and and you know, I compared to the game earlier this year, yeah, they blew the Blazers out earlier this year, but. Look, man, we just played a playoff team that's clicking on all cylinders right now without two of our top seven guys, two of our top eight guys. Book didn't play well, and we still pulled out the win. I think that's a testament to this team and the depth. I mean, look what campaign did, right? Oh, yeah. Yes. I, I was really hoping campaign would get a lot shot, but, I mean, you know, Book took care of business. People are looking at the game. Why are these people talking to their phone right now? <laughs> tell them it's <laughs> business. Hey, yeah, you, you but, tell them to subscribe to the pod. 
Also, important question. What's it like to have a life and get to go to a game? What is Dude, that like? You know, it's nice being vaccinated. Paul, I was telling Paul <laughs> before the game, I think this was the longest we've gone without seeing each other in, in like 20 years. Oh, yeah. that I, is so I actually cute. Recorded, I recorded our reunion. It's adorable. Maybe I'll it show it to you guys later. You should. <laughs> we'll need to see that. Did anybody take a picture of Paul? Because I know that you were going to give out a complimentary no. beer. Nobody, nobody. Nobody. You did. tweeted what did you it have out. A, the mask That's, is on though. It's tough, man. I can't see that beard. Come on. I mean, look at this face though. You can, you can tell this face <laughs> from the mouth away. I will say. I will say. I will say shout out to KP. She came by and yeah, said hello to us. She she came by and sat with us for a little bit. It was great to see her. Cool. Is that another referee? Who's that? No. <laughs> KP Smith, dude. She's out on Twitter. Come on, you guys know. Oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> Matthew's not on not on Twitter. I'm not as, on as much. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, I literally so I was telling somebody at work today after our conversation we had on Twitter last night, Justin. I'm like, you know what's crazy? Is through this pandemic, like I haven't seen very many many of my friends. My best friends are all on Twitter now. I have a bunch of Twitter people who yeah. like we don't even talk. We just put little capital letters, and we know our we finish each other's yeah. sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. I need to stop. I need to stop like being overly literal and and screwing around with you. I guess on Twitter that was clearly lost in translation last night. No, uh, who cares? Fuck them. That's what makes it fun. You Boy, know, I so. have to walk over to your house to watch the game. Yeah, seriously. I mean, you're right here. You're like yeah. a block away. <laughs> I'm vaccinated. We're cool. We can do this. Let's see here. I'm uh, the last one that hasn't gotten vaxxed yet. Love these so. guys so much more positive than the solar guys. Uh, oh, okay. Oh. The solar panel guys are great. I, we love Espo. No, I love them too. No, they're, well, they're very we'll nice doing, gentlemen. We're going to be doing podcasts. Yeah, we're going to be doing podcasts with them at the Chupacabra Tap Room in Mesa for the playoffs. So you guys got to come. Yeah. I was about to say, I mean, like, I was insulted when i saw you guys yeah you know you guys are invited in a plus yeah, no, like if you're if you're there we're doing a public invite right now don't I'm be salty i'm absolutely gonna have no time to talk if you guys are there i'll just be sitting there sipping on something <laughs> that's very true though yeah. paul, i give paul the phone he's like look let me put myself in the center of the screen yeah all right real well, quick, you guys look good we let you guys feel about the game i i don't want to do all the talking this is your podcast i want to know what you guys thought oh if we already I, said I our may thoughts. Be so bold maybe okay i was gonna say we're a little late or yeah but okay <laughs> yes, let me ask you one question uh yeah. dario that's just my question dario <laughs> oh okay oh okay hold on i got a little something for you when it comes to dario the sarich smoke break what a game by Dario. I mean, the ups, the downs, the falling over all the time, the missing clutch free throws, the shoving his ass into Nurkic's <laughs> thigh and, and into Cantor's stomach and not even going for the rebounds, but just boxing out and creating, uh, you know, we out-rebounded the Blazers tonight. We, on uh, you know, total boards on the game, 42 to 33. And you think with eight now, with their size, we would be killed on the boards. Dario Sarge did the dirty work. So I was pleased with his performance. He hit some threes, and he looked really shitty at times. It's just si simple That's Dario, Dario, right, Matthew? Yeah, he he fulfilled every thirty every thirty minute he was out there. Every th all every 30, thirty minutes he was 30 out minutes. there. He that's all Dario, dude. It was all fun to watch. No matter if he's gonna hit clutch shots, I I don't want him to, but I want him to to miss some and then Booker make up for it later on just to laugh at him because well, I, I mean, love laughing with Dario. Exhausted. Dude, yes. The most minutes he's played all season by like. Yes. Six. Like the, yeah. the last, and he hasn't played more than like fifteen all month. 
So I forgot he existed for a couple of days. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, you, you're oh, not wrong. Not very nice. He, he well, but he didn't. <laughs> yeah. Somebody said in the chat earlier, he's not Dario. He's Wario. You know, he's just you don't know what to get from this guy. But you know what? Uh, we won a game in which he started at center. So the Suns are one to know with Dario Center. Start him all the time. <laughs> I thought I thought I thought Frank would have gotten the start because you know there was a nice little yeah. What? They were what ten and zero at some point with Frank starting. Yeah, eleven and two total. Yeah, there you go. So. There you go. But look, like Paul said, Dario plays so many minutes. I, I I brought him up just because. Hey, at the end of the day, I feel like let's look yeah. for something to to be to be a little bit. Uh, I won't say negative, but I'll say not wholly positive about. And that would be maybe the one thing. But ultimately, it doesn't really matter um, because they won the game and like. And like uh, like Paul said, he played most minutes he played all year, so you expect some heavy yeah. legs there at the end. Yeah, looks like you got some fans, fans behind you. Get, no, get, get, really? what's going yeah, on? Look at that! Be on the pod. Hey, you're, you're on right now. There you come, go, come, come join the pod, man. You guys all got. Oh, man, I love you guys, man. I always listen to every fucking day. Student yes. Oh, oh, oh cool. yeah. <laughs> Cuss all you want. Who is that? That hat is badass. I love it. Live on location. Get his name. Take care of yourself, brother. Get his Twitter handle. Yeah, get his Twitter handle. <laughs> we'll, send him, hey, we'll send, hey, we'll send him some merch. <laughs> we'll, we'll send, we'll send him some merch or something. <laughs> what? <laughs> I need a date for the first playoff game at you on Twitter? You want, hey, you on Twitter? I got the plus one. <laughs> oh, I'm dying here. This is so Very good cool. for the people who are listening to this tomorrow. I'm sorry. You're yeah, missing no. they're, they're like, <laughs> Go to the YouTube you page. It's really yeah, you funny. You have to watch this. You have to listen yeah, I won't edit shit. At Joe Beasy. At Joe Beasy. Fantastic. Joe Beasy. Follow him. God, I love right. that hat. Yeah. Yeah, it's the hat. See? Out of way, brother. That's a, oh, that's a, you got one. That is fantastic. I love really like nice. almost a starting lineup of yeah, jerseys, too, which is fantastic. Yeah, so, so who, what jerseys are you guys wearing? So we got Chris Paul. What are you wearing, Justin? Aiden, my oh man. wow! I'd like Don't to be hating on Aiden. The ball's Paul on you, huh? Chris Paul jersey. No, it's his personalized jersey. Oh, that's fantastic! <laughs> that is awesome. That's well, listen, guys, we're gonna we're gonna let you guys go. We're gonna continue yeah, the pod. Love yeah. that you guys tuned in, man. Really appreciate it. We'll see you at the Chupacabra Tap Room in the playoffs. I, I love you, fellas. We see love ya. you too. Take care, boys. Good night. Drive safe. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Live and on location with jamsters in the back who listen to the pod. That just made my night, man. That is fantastic. That was so, really cool. What are the odds, huh? I don't know. Is that well, why we have fewer watchers? Because we're at the game, right? Because usually probably. a game like this, we have like 200 people at least watching. Now it's like 135, which is awesome. Yeah, but it's like will, most of them are at the game now, I feel like. Well, exactly. And and what will happen is like later in tonight, people will start watching it. But like as Bees says – in the chat, he says, raw and unedited, that's the jamster way. Amen, baby. That's what this is about. We had I reached out to Justin today. He said he was going to the game. I'm like, hey man, if you want to jump on the pod, I'll send you the link. Cause yeah. I would love to talk to you, you after the game. I was on there. Were you talking yeah. to me? Or, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you were on there. You just you just never responded. <laughs> I so. never responded to anything. But going back to Dario, let's continue the Dario smoke break. You know, uh, I really yeah. I covered a lot with Justin and, and the fan and uh, Paul, the fan and the flames guys, but that's what I had, you know. I mean What's interesting about Sarge that I noticed early on is the fact that both Chris Paul and Devin Booker were willing to try to get him into the game. It's almost as they feel like yeah. his they, they trust his hands more. 
because they were doing a lot of those pocket passes off of high screen and rolls, you know, where it's like they kind of set the screen, do a quick bounce pass to Dario, and from from there, he fucks it up. But they trusted him <laughs> with those passes, yeah. right? No, they did, and it looks like they were playing together, starting to have him in the starting lineup basically the whole year. They were so comfortable. I think Chris Paul... Honestly, he he loves Dario Saric. I think he loves the connection they have just because of the way he presents himself out there, how open he can get off those screen and rolls. But the finish, who knows? If he if he can draw a foul like he did tonight, which was kind of nice to see, he got some calls, which he never does, maybe because he was actually in the starting lineup and he put up some big minutes. But he was able to actually finish on some of those. And I think Booker and Chris Paul, Chris Paul would wave him over here. Hey, come here. Send me a pick. I know you're going to be open. I know you're going to get a good look. And he did. It's just whether or not he's going to finish or not or pass it out and make the next great play. I just honestly think that Chris Paul loves Sarich. And I think that they had the opportunity to maybe put Frank in there. And I, Paul's probably like, hey, put in Sarich. I want to work with him tonight, 30 minutes. We'll get some good minutes out of him. And they kind of, I think that's Sarich's numbers. Like, that's just him tonight. That's what we're going to get in the playoffs, and I'm I'm fine with it. He can F up, and it's fine because I feel like we have enough space for him to like kind of be clumsy in a way to mm-hmm. where we can make up for it with other guys on the court. And it, it, I don't think he's always going to be so clumsy. I think he'll learn his lesson a little bit in the playoffs, but just him out there knowing what to do, his IQ, his connection that he has with the, the connector that he is, mm-hmm. that's something that's going to be big, and I kind of want that back for him to be the connector. Other than that, though, I mean, just to start – after such bad games strung in a row, even though so says Jay, he said he forgot about him. How can you forget about Sarich? He still is absolutely a guy that I love to watch no matter what the hell he does on the court. I don't know why I love that guy. Well, it's because we're rooting for him. You know, he's Sarich is us. Sarich is the big clumsy white guy who just can't play well at basketball. And Me? You just, <laughs> yeah, you, just, yeah. you just hope it goes in, you know? And yeah. I really think, you know, starting Frank Kaminsky, wasn't an option in my point of view because those 11 and two games that you mentioned earlier in the season, the 13 games that the Suns started Frank Kaminsky, he was playing power forward. He's not a center. He doesn't know how to occupy that space. And although Dario's clumsy and although Dario has a hard time inside and he, and he can't finish and, and he ha- can't jump over a, a nickel, he still knows how to technically with his feet, uh, navigate the space inside. He knows how to run high pick and rolls, and he knows how to roll, and he, and he has decent enough hands to catch the ball. It's up to him to execute, and you're right. Chris Paul was calling him over on screens all day long because he knew he was going to have a wide-open Dario because there's no way you're just going to be like, okay, I'm just going to leave CP3 one-on-one with yeah. you know Cantor or Nurkic. They're like, we're going to hit both of them, you know? So, but even uh, then it's like, they just put their bodies into them and it made a difference. Like that's the thing with Aiden. We always talk about like, put a body into somebody like they're littler bodies, of course, than mm-hmm. Aiden, but you just put those bodies in those big dudes. They can't handle it most of the time. You know, they don't want to be like hit down low like that, put a booty into them and they'll move over. Exactly. Shove that ass into their thigh and good things will happen. That's and you know, it is, it, I don't know that one by Metallica though, <laughs> you know, but it, you know, <laughs> He ended the night, ended with a total of 12 points, four for 12 shooting, uh, just typical Dario yeah. fashion, one for four from three, t- three for six from free throws. You know, obviously the last thing we'll talk about as before we move on is his free throws at the end. I mean, just huge, huge misses by Dario, man. Just, yeah. oh, I was pissed. It's a setup for the punchline, man. That's what it is, those, those, those shots. So it's basically like, you know, he's going to miss at least one. I mean, his shots when he misses are the ugliest in the NBA. And especially when they're clutch shots that have to be made like that, 
I don't trust him for it, but it's fine because we have other guys on the scene that will step up. So no worries, you big booty hoe. You, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's transition now to uh, a couple of our point guards. Uh, you know, I'll start with CP3 and I'll end with campaign. The CPs tonight were just unbelievably fantastic. Uh, 26 points for Chris Paul and 11-14 shooting, 2 for 2 from deep, 2 for 2 from the free throw line, 7 assists. And uh, our friend It's Khalil on uh, the Bright Side of the Sun, he actually sent out uh, or posted a piece today talking about how Chris Paul could end up being the first ever 20,000, 10 assist guy in the history of the league. And he was only 60 points shy of that. Now he scored, you know, 26 points tonight and he's getting near to that. What'd you see from Chris Paul and, and how, how great is it to watch him navigate? Cause I mean, he is the definition of clutch, man. I mean, he truly is. Oh my God, dude. It's, it's insane to watch. Like the moment I actually looked down from the game, which is stupid of me. Cause I'm trying to, I was writing something during the game and mm-hmm. I shouldn't have been doing that because I would look down, I would hear whoo from the fans. Ah, and it was Chris Paul. Every time he had the ball, he was just making the fans go crazy. And he gets the MVP chance, of course, on the free throw line, but Booker had him tonight, which is going to always happen. But Chris Paul has the most, remember we used to watch John Morant play. It's like, mm-hmm. Oh, 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 it was a lot of those. And that's what Chris Paul does. And he finishes them now. Sometimes when you watch the game, it's kind of like, his his handles sometimes maybe it's too much maybe he'll turn the ball over sometimes it gets a little bit too fancy but games like this he takes extra special care of that ball so far for the suns in the playoffs it might be a problem in the in this history but right now what he's doing with his team is he will be that filler for devin booker it's like he's setting him up for big time and like we said earlier what like i said Booker is going to get the final shot. No matter mm-hmm. what kind of game Chris Paul is having, Booker probably, he'll always have the shot. And that's fine because Chris Paul is his biggest fan. He is setting him up for greatness. And I honestly think that this game just shows exactly what you're going to get from him in the playoffs. A day off in between games, maybe two days, who knows. As long as he's rested and ready to go, you're going to get this consistently. It's the back-to-back games you got to worry about, which is not going to happen. So tonight is just playoff Chris Paul, and we are very, very loyal to him and what he's doing to help the Suns team. And we're just lucky to to witness it. You know, I think that that's something we have to, again, uh, just be appreciative of is Chris Paul is a Hall of Famer, and we have a front-row seat to a guy who should be past his prime. Yeah, he's you look at the history of point guards in the NBA and once they hit 35, there's only three guys who have ever averaged over 18 points and 8.5 plus assists in the history of the league. And that Steve Nash did it a few times. John Stockton and Jason Kidd did it a couple times. And CP3 is doing that this season. Now, I think he's lower on the point side. I think he's at 16 something. But I mean, he's over eight and a half assists. And it's just it's ridiculous what he does. It's ridiculous how he does it every night. It's ridiculous how he does it every possession. I am completely confident when he shoots. There's a difference. You know, Devin Booker is somebody who is, again, is is learning how to win in this league. So I I won't fault him for some of the late game turnovers because that's he's done that. He what he had two tonight and one uh, in the last game. And that one with Carmelo was just dumb. And that was yeah, like he, he, he really, basketball. It really, it was like some. Yeah. And, and that's he had two under three minutes, and he had one yeah. big one. You know, the the what iced the game against the Warriors the last game was him going down dribbling, just losing the ball. And yeah. CP3, you don't see that. CP3 had one possession where he was kind of really just fumbling the ball all over all over the place. But what did he do? He got to the mid range and just sunk it. You know, and it's mm-hmm. just like. 
Devin Booker's going to have a lot, of, a lot of growing relative to being clutch. And he has a front row seat to CP3. And there's, there, it's a gene. Like, certain guys have it, certain guys don't. And we're really going to learn a lot about Devin Booker in the playoffs this year. We're really going to yeah. – because, because like you said, Matthew, he's going to get the opportunity. Chris Paul is his biggest fan. Is going to be like, Booker, this is your team. You're the one who's suffered here. You're the one who's trying to resurrect this franchise. I'm going to set you up. you got to knock him down, boy. And he is – so far – I don't have confidence in his shot, whereas CP3, I'm confident in every... I mean, he went 11 for 14. How can you not be confident? I know, and honestly, what Booker does with this team and how he feeds off his teammates is very, very impactful. It's the way the outcome of the games come in the playoffs because he's going to have a lot of these games. Well, I mean, it's very minimal depending how far they go in the playoffs, but he'll have these games where he'll only score 18 points. But like the turnovers and stuff towards the end of the game, it will shore up because in the back of his mind when he is in those those certain instances in the game where he has to take control of the ball and do something with it. He knows for sure. It's a big stage. It's a big moment for him. So for him to get over that, it'll take some time. I really think so for him to be more comfortable. Russell Wilson said it on the Bill Simmons pod once, like where he just, can see what's going to happen next on the field. He can pan it out after getting so comfortable in the playoffs and winning a Super Bowl. He can kind of see exactly what's going to happen. That's going to be Booker someday. It's just going to take some time. It's another step for him, man. It is, and you know he's getting those opportunities now in his sixth season, and it's going to continue to grow. And we're going to have to grow yeah. along with him. That's going to be the key. Is we're going to be frustrated be with Devin Booker, and we're going to have to go through those growing pains right with him. Uh, but hopefully, he comes out the other side. And, yeah. you know, it, we get a superstar who has the ability to close like Dame Lillard and like Chris Paul. Uh, just so you know, this is the 27th time that Chris Paul has played Damian Lillard. Chris Paul is 21 and six against Dame Lillard. Beautiful. That's just domination, dude. He's a daddy. <laughs> yeah. Who, who's who's uh, Dame Lillard's daddy? It's CP3. And now our other CP, <laughs> CP15. Uh, campaign yeah. has just been absolutely unreal recently, hasn't he? Yeah, honestly, you remember the stretch? I think he went through with like a bad stretch, like all the Suns players have. But since he's come back, he's been unstoppable, dude. I don't understand. He's been getting more interviews and stuff left and right, of course, about his play and just the the way he came back into the league and all that. But he's just someone you can definitely count on, right? Like you're not when he comes in the game, take over CP3. You were so comfortable. I'm really actually talking about you. Like you, you really are, right? Like you yes. can. You can sit there and be like, you know what? This offense is going to run they run great. He'll have his one bad shot at the rim, which he does every game, and he gets back into it. I don't know what – to get him going in the game, he has to have one bad take. One take that's either blocked or just he throws it up there knowing it's going to be blocked, and then after that, he unfolds. It gets him going. He's upset with himself, and I think he – he just he brings that into he hones it into himself to where he knows he's going to actually come out the next play and make a difference and that's what he does every time he comes off the bench he makes a huge difference uh, spanning the time that he's on the court that Chris Paul's out that he just he can fill it in and that's what he does every game now what was kind of scary before the game uh, Kellen Olsen reported that campaign limped off during warmups because he twisted his ankle. and then he came back out and he worked on it a little bit and then obviously you know because campaign going down is it is strangely, you know, if you it told is. me this a year ago, it would have, I would have been like, okay, like that kind of sucks. Like he had a good bubble run, but I mean, he, it, that would be devastating to this team. I mean, you look at his last stretch of games and in the last eight games, not including tonight. And, you know, just for point of reference, how did campaign do tonight? Well, you know, just played, uh, was 27 minutes, had 21 points, had five assists, six rebounds, a block, a steal. Mm -hmm. I mean, 
this guy was everywhere tonight, man. Uh, but you look at his last eight games prior to this, and he has a 21.6 points per 36. You know, now granted, he's been playing 20 minutes a game, 12.1 points, uh, 51% from deep, 52% from the field, 3.3 assists, 26 or, or 2.6 rebounds. Uh, but if you look at his 12.1 points in 20.1 minutes, that averages out to 21.6 points per game per 36. I mean, he is truly deadly. He's truly somebody who the defenses aren't really prepared for. And again, his ability, what I really like about campaign is the way that he's herky and jerky, but, and has the ability to lull defenders almost to sleep before he takes off. You know, he kind of does a kind of a hop dribble yeah. hop, and the boom, yeah. it'll attack. And he's because he's so, he's so fast. He gets to his spots and does what he wants. And it's just, you know, he, he's really become a secret weapon for the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, he stretches so well towards the basket too. Wherever he's at in position of the key or in the paint, he can stretch towards the rim wherever he's at. So that's very he's longer than what you what you would think, right? Getting to the rim. So that yeah. helps him a lot. I mean, he puts guys, I mean, again, these were he, Nurkic and and Enos Cantor are huge guys, and he was still getting angles on him. And it's just it's continually impressive. And uh, you know, again, kudos to campaign and kudos to to uh you know, one of my favorite players for his efforts tonight. I got to give it up to the Juice. What's up? Dude, the Juice tonight, man, had 10 straight points at the back end of the third. Looked like he hurt his hamstring, came back in, continued to play. And, yeah. You know, but what did you see from Torrey Craig, man? Because he got some big minutes tonight. Uh just another solid performance from this guy, man. I still can't believe we got him for cash consideration. <laughs> I know. I, like, I the can't get he, over that. Man, he he's he's taken his turn and basically when he comes in it's he has a heat check moment sometimes like every other game right to where from three point land like he will throw him up like he doesn't care he has jay crowder like confidence from three and you know it's something we never expected really from him but we'll take that we'll get that we'll take it from him because honestly we need that as sometimes and he can step up it's like tim thomas minutes right we compared him before to tim thomas he has those moments where he'll put teams away and that's what he did almost in the third quarter, towards the end of the third quarter, he got that lead up to 10, which mm-hmm. was nice. And it didn't put him away necessarily, but if like the if our starters could come in and do their job, then maybe it would have happened. But of course, you're playing the Blazers. You're playing a team that's really focused on getting the playoffs. It's going to be difficult. But what he does when he comes in, it's just he almost had that rebound putback dunk. He almost jumped up in midair over one of the other players from the, uh, from the other team we just played. <laughs> The Warriors. <laughs> yeah, the Warriors. And honestly, he almost – I know it wasn't the Warriors. He jumped up, and he went on top of the guy, almost took it in midair, and then dunked it, but he barely missed that. Like, his athleticism is through the roof, too. So he'll he'll kill teams any night in different ways, and that's something that I love to see, and we need that for sure, right? Especially with Sarge not playing as well, Cam Johnson being out. We need that extra guy to step up. Yeah, and – I don't know what's going to happen with Cam Johnson. You know, they showed him before the game and he was working on his left hand dribbling uh, mm-hmm. because he still has that, you know, wrist. Oh, it looks like a cast almost on his right hand. And, you know, I, I've been frustrated with Cam's performances as of late. Obviously, he's been out because he's been injured. But I've said it before, man, like we're going to need Cam. And something that's interesting uh, that is I'm publishing tomorrow on Bright Side of the Sun. So again, Jamsters, you get a you get a preview of this. Is I was listening to the Bill Simmons podcast with Ryan Rosillo earlier this week, and they talked about hoopsstats.com. Do you remember that segment that they were yeah. talking about? Yep. So mm-hmm. what's really cool about that site 
is it has this metric called NBA efficiency, where what they do is they have this formula that essentially comes up with a final number relative to the efficiency of a player every night. Okay. And the, the formula is it's like total points plus, uh, Rebounds plus assists plus blocks plus steals minus the total of uh, your free throw attempts minus your free throw uh, makes yeah. and and the same thing for uh, free, uh, field goal attempts and you take all that and you come up with a final number and what it and the, but then what the site does which is really cool is it. It pits you against a matchup every night. So, you know, Devin Booker versus Donovan Mitchell when they play that's the matchup and whoever has the higher NBA efficiency number wins that matchup. And you look at some of the different players on the Phoenix Suns. Chris Paul this season, 35 and 19. Uh, Devin Booker, 35 and 16. Mikhail Bridges, 33 and 20. So that 33 times he won the efficiency matchup against whoever he was playing. 20 times uh, he lost it. Jay Crowder, 15 and 23. DeAndre Ayton, 22 and 20, which is very average, which just fortifies the fact that we think that DeAndre Ayton is inconsistent. He's inconsistent. 22 times he's won his matchup. 20 times he's lost it, and 16 times there was a draw. Like, that's as vanilla and in the middle as you can get. But the reason I bring this up is Cam, <laughs> Cam Johnson is 5-13. and 13. Now, granted, you know, Cam Johnson isn't somebody who's played a ton of... Uh, and the qualifiers, you have to play against your opponent for 25 minutes in a game. And that's why, like, Cam Johnson only has a total of 18 decisions, if you will. He's 5-13 and 13 because, you know, he's only played over 25 minutes 24 times, and his opponent has only played it over 18 times. But what's interesting is when he go when he wins his matchup, when Cam Johnson wins his matchup, the Suns are five and zero, oh. and when he loses his matchup, they're seven and six. And again, that just again it fortifies my thinking of Cam Johnson's going to be vital in the playoffs because if he does get more minutes, because you know that they're going to Monty's going to have to shrink the rotations down, and when he shrinks those rotations down, that ups the minutes for the guys. And if he ups the minutes to Cam Johnson, he needs to win his matchup because if he does, the Suns win. Do you think he comes back though? I don't know. I don't think if he, if he has a cast on and stuff, he'll come back maybe. But like if he's going to play like Cam Johnson, like you want him to to win the matchups, I don't know if it'll be there. But if he's a distraction, maybe. But then I don't know if you can have that. If, if teams have seen him in a cast, it's kind of like yeah, just leave him at at out at three like they have been, and he'll miss. So it's it's going to be tough, dude, to fill his it- shoes. It will be, and you know that's where the Tory Craigs of the world come in. And you're going to get more defense and offense, but it'd be nice to have a, a sniper have the ability to come in. And yeah. that's where I feel like we are going to miss Cam Johnson come playoff time. Uh, real quick, want to just talk about CJ McCollum. I mean, he had yeah. a monster game. This guy uh, ends with 27 points, 11 for 19 from the field, five for th- nine from three. Felt like every three was going in. Had six assists. Uh, had what 20, 20 or 22 in the first half. And ended up 27. So, I mean, the Suns really did a good job of taking him out of his game in the second uh, half. But, uh, you know, I'll I'll say this about the Blazers, man. I love that backcourt. I always have. I love CJ McCollum. I'm scared shitless of Dame Lillard, and I love him too. Uh, It's nice to beat them. uh, But that's a team that, you know, I I understand why when we had that little debate on our podcast last time, when you were saying, you know, the Blazers is scary as shit in the playoffs. Like, I can see why, obviously. Yeah, you can. And they won five in a row, too, before this game, right? So they, yeah, and, and nine of the last track. 10. 
that's why this this season's like kind of BS a little bit, just because these teams are now poking their head out. They're like, oh, like Anthony Davis in that meme, like, oh, here we come, because that's the way the Blazers are. I know they just played last night, so maybe that's an excuse, but they definitely are deadly. Defense, I'll throw that out the window. They still have a chance to win this, and they can't play defense. It doesn't matter in the playoffs, I don't think. I know it matters for some people. They think like defense wins championships. It does, but when you have guys like that in your backcourt, I don't think it matters too much. What do you think of Grant Hill and Kevin Harlan calling the game on TNT? <laughs> it was okay. <laughs> what, what hey, it, it beats anything ESPN has to offer. It, it's not Grant Hill's not bad. I love TNT. No. On Thursday night, TNT is the best. But Grant Hill's good. It's just I don't know, man. It, it's fine. It doesn't beat EJ, right? EJ's like a ten, and then you have these yeah. other guys that are like trying to. They they have a ways to go. So it, he's doing better. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, better than anything ESPN has to offer. Yeah. So I'll, 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 I'll stick with that one. Um, is there anything that we missed from you? Anything, any notes that you wanted to bring up? Oh, I'm good, dude. All right. Well, then I'm going to drop something. Is that okay? I'm not going to interrupt you. SB Nation says. All right. So the SB Nation site for the Portland Trailblazers is Blazers Edge. And they're notorious That's for being cool. one of the most in, uh, engaged fan bases. And they proved it tonight. I was on their SB Nation site throughout. And currently they have like 1,200 comments on their game thread. I mean, they just go wow. you know, the entire time. So I picked out a few of my favorites. You know, it, it's hard because you want there's so much you, you, you they talk about that you want to bring up and talk about because it really breaks down the, the Blazers. But I picked out some of the the quotes that they had relative to the Suns. So uh, the first one was feed the Nurk. Sarge is barbecue chicken tonight. <laughs> it wasn't really... so, right? No, it wasn't so. Didn't come to fruition. That was the, the game plan was at the beginning. Uh, Nurkic end with only seven points. He had eight boards, three for seven shooting. And they were ripping Nurk the entire game. They were not a fan of him taking mid-range shots. Uh, thought he should have been more aggressive inside. Why are they not going crazy? There's no Aiton in there. And he just didn't do anything that the Blazers fans wanted him to do. Yeah, missing a lot of games this year, too. I know his point total right now for the season is almost, it's only barely over 11. But it's kind of like, you know, those Aiden games where we get on him for not going against someone, you know, he can take over. But I don't know. When Nurk is just back there shooting and he's taking the mid range, he's probably looking down, looking at Sarge's butt. He's like, there's no way I'm tapping that tonight, dude. There's no, or touching that. He's like, I got to get out of that. I got to get out of the way of that thing, man. I I got to just shoot my shots, get around that thing. (laughs) Uh, They said Bridges is a nightmare for us on both ends. Obviously, he was having a fantastic, especially that first quarter. He had 10 points in the first quarter. He's Ding up Dame Lillard and was being successful for stretches of the game. Uh, but again, you know, there's there's Mikhail Bridges just, you know, playing the way that he can and, and reaching a, a level of his potential. Him in the playoffs is going to be so much fun and is exactly what this team's going to need if they want to be successful. Yeah, he's ready for it, man. Definitely. Devin Booker looks like he's about 19 years old, was one of the comments. Thoughts on he that? Does. He does. And that's actually Devin Booker's an inspiration to me. A lot of people say I might look like him. No, I'm just joking. I don't. We do get but that we, all the time. We both have the red cheeks, and uh, we can kind of grow the same beard. It's getting there close. So he does look <laughs> young. People think I'm 19 sometimes. So I, I get that all the time, dude. Uh, they said they are missing Aiton, but agreed they are going all out. Even missing Aiton, they are one of the best teams in the league. Oh, fantastic. Stay weird, Portland. I love that one. Stay weird, Portland. <laughs> uh, Booker slash Lillard. I hate, hate, hate that the Suns have built around Booker faster than Lillard. So annoyed. 
You think they have though? I mean, we just got Chris Paul, but then you have Mikael Bridges and Aiton too. I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. I guess you're right. I mean, they they got McCollum shortly after they got right, Lillard, right. and they've had a hard time really putting something that's matched what they needed yeah. there. You know, they've tried a bunch of different things in Portland. They had a shot, and Zach Collins was on the sideline. You know, he still looks like he's 12 from Gonzaga. He looks like me, kind of. Yeah, he Does looks he look more like, like you. Although Bailey Lyons says in the chat, I think I saw Matthew with Kendall. So, yeah. If there's any rumors you want to dispel, <laughs> now is the time. So, nope. No way I can handle uh, that. This game has been awesome, win or lose. If the Blazers played with this kind of intensity all year, they'd be the number one seed. God. You can say that about any team, right? Yes. Yeah. That was yeah. kind of my where I was. I like that one, though. Thinking there. And then my favorite comment. And again, they had like 1,200 comments. So it was ridiculous. Thank goodness Cameron Payne is out. Booker's been off. So when they took campaign out, they put Booker back in with about six minutes left in the game. The Blazers fans were happy. That fortifies exactly who and what. Cameron Payne is about this year. Like yes. just and Booker. How many times though do we say that in games where it's like, don't remember the time freaking Javon Carter had to tap him on the knee to go back in the game? Yeah. Uh, Devin Booker. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't know if I want him to come in either. It's just like sometimes he has those games where it's just like, I'd rather him not play the rest of the game. Sorry, book. It's just it happens. It happens, you know. I mean, he's a player in the NBA, and we can talk shit about him because that's what we do. Yeah. Uh did Mello feel more mellow because he had his braids tonight? It just felt right, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Okay, I guess that's just I don't a like the thing. braids. No, I, I just don't like I never like the braids. Classic Carmelo is the braids. I know. I never liked going it. It was back to Syracuse, them, going back. Yeah, I didn't say it was the best look, but seeing that tonight, I was like, hey, it's Mello. Mello's back. Yeah. Mean, he used to rock that shit when he was in Denver for all those years. Yeah. And, you know, he kind of got away from it. But, yeah, as Boogie Trent says in the chat, he's like, Denver Mello. It's what it looked like tonight. Uh, but Carmelo, you know, who's somebody who can be a thorn in our side, wasn't really an impact in this game, man. One for seven from the field, one for five from deep, three rebounds, one assist, four fouls, five points. Yeah, he's like our Cameron Johnson in a way where it's like if he gets hot, he's hot. If not, then there's nothing else he can really do. Yeah, and it would, but when he gets hot, he's insane. There's a difference between him and Cameron Johnson. I think that's for darn sure, man. All okay. right. Okay. I thought you were well, going to do a drop. I'm so oh. nervous now with the drops, dude. Yeah, it's like just keep things talking. Are falling I'll, just... Off. I'll just continue to cut you off. That's what I do. So we <laughs> asked each other knows. before this game on the last podcast who was going to win the Sons of the Blazers. We both said Sons. And that means I'm 33 and 21. And Matthew, you are 34 and 20. And for any mm-hmm. of the new jamsters who are watching and you go, well, Hold on, there's 54 games there, and the Suns just completed their 70th game of the season. It's because we decided, like idiots, to start doing this, you know, like X amount of games into the season. We're like, you know what? We yeah. should we should start to keep tabs on who we think is going to win because it'd be kind of funny to to see, and that's why. Okay, so uh, next up we have um, nothing updated. So next up we have the Spurs on Saturday, Matthew, and that's actually mm-hmm. going to be in San Antonio. And it's going to be an 11 a.m. game. They announced today the last two games of the seasons for the Suns are both going to be 11 a.m. starts in San Antonio. Tell me what you think about that. I'm actually excited, but never mind. I'm not because I have to work, I think, Saturday. So I might not even be able to watch the freaking game. So I like the early games, though. I actually do on the weekends, right? They're fun to watch during the day. I mean, you just get them out of the way. And if they win, the rest of your day is fantastic. 
Well, I'm not going to be able to see the next game because I will be on the road to Laughlin. So yeah. I will probably catch the end of the game right when I arrive, and hopefully I'll have the ability to hop on and do the podcast with you. But I think if not, we'll have the Fanning the Flame guys on here. Um, what's your matchup to watch in this game? Because the Spurs oh. now are officially in the playoffs. So they, they don't have anything to play with. Sacramento's been eliminated. And well, it, they're in the play-in, right? They're in the play-in, but that's the yeah. playoffs technically. And they're, it doesn't really matter going – nine to ten uh i don't even know if no. they have the ability to jump that I don't high think they do. they're way behind yeah they're way behind so they're currently let's see here they're currently yeah two games ahead of the new orleans pelicans who are out so and they're th- and they're four games behind the memphis grizzlies so the spurs are slotted in at that 10 seed going into the play-in game do they play players do they not play players are we scared if they don't play players because the last time we played them they didn't play players and they whooped our ass yeah, do they play the not players? Do they play their players that aren't even really players? Or do they not play the players that might be not players either? I don't know. I can't they even did, look at their roster right now and tell you a good matchup. So they're just they just played on playa. They played on playa. That's exactly Let's what watch I did. Yeah. Honestly, I hope it's a rest <laughs> game for both teams. I hope they just rest. I don't even care, honestly, the last two games. I think we got the two seed locked up, right? Unless, well, the, Jazz lose still, tomorrow unless night. the Jazz lose tomorrow night. Now, granted, they're playing yeah. the Oklahoma City Thunder, if I if I remember correctly. And if they lose that game, the Suns have a chance to catch them. And they have a chance, yeah. You know, and, and you look at who the, uh, the Utah Jazz have. They have the Oklahoma City Thunder and then the – uh, Sacramento Kings, who were eliminated from playoff contention for the 15th consecutive season, tying an NBA record for the longest playoff dr- drought. So uh, it'll be interesting if OKC, if Poku, if your boy Poku can come through, man, if he's even healthy, I don't even know anymore. I don't, um, but if I he can come out. through, man, and yeah. we could get that number one seed, that would be just a, an, an amazing turn of events for the Suns. It would be crazy. We'll still play the Lakers somehow first round. Yeah, I know. Somehow, some way, it's going to work out that way. I know, right? Then they go through the play-in and they lose to the Warriors. Yeah. And then they, you know, well, and let's let's bring up real quick the the playoff kind of where we stand currently. Um, as you can see, the Utah Jazz are fifty and twenty. The Suns uh, are four. That's actually forty nine and twenty one. It's not updated, but they are now officially one game, or they're one and a half games behind. Or yeah, I'm sorry, they're one game behind the Jazz with two to play. Uh, if we can tie that, if we can tie the Jazz, if they drop one more game and we win our last two, we tie them, we take the number one seed, we play the eight seed, uh, and it just kind of goes like that. Currently, the Portland Trailblazers, why it's so important for them to win tonight is they are tied with Dallas for the nine seed. If Dallas can win, and you know Portland's last game is against the Denver Nuggets, I believe they have one last. Let me update this real quick. I think, I think with their loss, they're actually below Denver, and I just. I have the wrong graphic up, which is just typical. Welcome to the Suns Jam Session podcast. Yeah, well, Anything right goes. now? Yeah, Dallas plays Denver right now, five four. And no, well, Portland six well, da- three. Da- Dallas plays Denver. Yes, yes, six yeah. three is Clippers and Trailblazers. Uh, they're nine and a half. So you know the Lakers c- could still potentially catch the Blazers, but if they tie, the Portland Trailblazers have the uh, tiebreaker, so that doesn't matter. So it'll be interesting. You know, these last two games are going to be really, really fun to watch. I don't know what matchup to watch in San Antonio because I honestly don't know what's going to happen in that game. Uh, but know. Matthew, you got to pick a winner. Who's going to win? The Suns, the Spurs. Who wins? All right. So I think the Suns are going to win the first one and we're going to lose the second one. So Suns win. Okay. I'm going to go. Spurs are going to win the first one. Suns are going to lose. Or I'm going to do the opposite well, do you of whatever want a tie? you said. No, I'm going what for the dub. Tie? 
I'm going for the dub. Okay. But we might end up tying. No, we can't tie. Because I'm picking opposite for you from the last two games. There's no way we tie. Okay. Is there? No, there's no way we tie. You're right. Yeah. So you're saying, so I say Spurs win next game, and then the Suns win the final game. You're saying the the exact opposite. Fantastic. That, again, I'll put the record up there one last time. So if that's the case, uh, I could win. If that's not the case, then I could lose. Whatever. That's just how it goes. <laughs> just whatever. That's just whatever, man. That's just that's how, how much it... we cared about this whole season. <laughs> yeah, we have nothing bad on the line now. Now, yeah. now granted, uh, yeah, it's uh, Jen Sam says in the chat, Voida got to make a gamble here. Yeah, I'm going to Laughlin for the next few days, man. I am going to be gambling. I'm going to enjoy mm-hmm. it. I've been watching YouTube videos on how to play craps. I'm so prepared to gamble that I'm going to lose so much money. You are. I'm, <laughs> I'm bringing like 50 you bucks. Are, the more you're going to lose. Yeah, yep. and it's how it is. It's like it's normally just going like, oh, yeah, let me just put 10 down on red. Oh, hey, I won. I just doubled my money. Yep. You know, so it's just like <laughs> uh, it's just the way it goes, man. It's just the way it goes. Don't spend my college fund. <sighs> no, I'm going to double your college fund. How about them apples? How about them apples? Um, Anything else you want to touch on before we get out of here today, Matthew? You know what? No, not really. I'm sorry. Sometimes I'm like, ah, I should think of something for the end. But tonight is just a great win, dude. What what else you got? I I agree with you there. I think that a shocking win, a a win I didn't expect because it felt like the Suns really, they got outplayed in the fourth quarter. Dame Lillard outplayed him in the fourth quarter. Dem Booker got the call. Dem Booker put the... The Portland Trailblazers in a situation to where it came down to a call, and he hit those two clutch free throws, one eighteen to one seventeen. A win is a win. You'll take that. Forty nine and twenty one on the season for the Phoenix Suns with two games left to play before the playoffs. I think we can all just you know agree that we are excited for playoff basketball. It's going to be absolutely fun. You know, again, if you live in the greater Phoenix area, come join us for the first game of the playoffs. Once they release what that schedule looks like, we will be at the Chupacabra Tap Room in Mesa. Uh, we'll be with the Suns Solar Panel guys. We'll be doing a live post game podcast right here on the Suns Jam Session podcast stickers, as well. Right? I got stickers coming. I got stuff to give like to stickers? some of the jamsters. Yeah, who doesn't like stickers, man? So it's I got some stickers. some some giveaways to give to the jamsters. It's gonna be it's just gonna be really fun to to feel social and to be around fellow Suns fans uh, and and talk about you know everything that we've seen. Um, if you're a hot chick, come meet Matthew. He, he's single and ready to mingle. Uh, so you know. Hit him All up, right. man. Hit him up. A lot of pressure on me. <laughs> we can have Don't. our own bachelor. Yes, you, you can know? start handing out stickers. Instead of yeah, roses, you hand game, out stickers. Every game give away a sticker. It's the one that <laughs> steals be, my heart. That would be fantastic. So uh, <laughs> on that great. note, ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for joining the Suns Jam Session podcast. He's Matthew. I'm John. You can follow the show at Suns Jam on Instagram, Twitter, and the Phoenix Fans app. You can follow me at Darth Voida on all the same channels. You can follow Matthew. At Matthew Lissing. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on the Bright Side of the Sun podcast network. That's not only where you get the the Sun's Jam Session podcast, but you also get Fanning the Flames. The guys who joined us earlier, so says Jay, Dervish of World. That's where you know they put out their podcast as well. If you're watching along live on, these, on the YouTube channel, please subscribe. Please hit that thumbs up button, and you can join our Elite Jamster crew uh, simply by pressing that join button or following the link in the description. We'll be live, what, one... One in the afternoon, I guess, after the next game. We'll see how it goes. I'll try it out. I'll I'll try to get there. But, you know, until then, Jamsters, uh, it was a hell of a win. It's been a hell of a year. 
mm-hmm. and read my piece. It comes out on Bright Side of the Sun tomorrow morning. I actually really like what I wrote. It's actually a really nice. Well, I, like I, I finished it. I'm like, I feel like Kevin O'Connor. Like I, I really, I reached out to the the creator of the site. And yeah. I was like, hey, man, like how long have you been? I asked him all these questions. He's like, no one's ever asked me this. So I like I got some information from him. The guy lives in a- Athens, Greece. So it was really kind of it was what fun. are you talking about? What happened? You asked the, what the guy, the hoops stats website. Oh, yeah. I, I contacted the creator just to get his background story and why he made the site and kind of what inspired oh, cool. him and where is he from? That is very so cool. yeah, like I said, I felt like KOC at the end of it. I'm like, this is actually some, oh, like, yeah. Journalistic journal. Some, some journalist. Yeah, so. if it's the right guy. I'm just yeah, <laughs> it's just a random guy. <laughs> He's like, oh yeah, sure. It's like no one's ever asked me this. Oh, dude, real quick before we get out of here. Jam star of the game. Can we both agree it was campaign? Uh, yeah, for sure. All right, campaign, ladies and gentlemen. Have a good night. That one, go home, love your family. Alright, we got a situation. I'm the sweetest bitch you'll ever meet. <laughs>